Judge Jill Ayers joins Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble on this episode and gives a behind-the-scenes look at the process one must go through to become a judge in the state of Tennessee. She is also a chair for an organization called Leadership Middle Tennessee, which brings leaders together from all over the area. All on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, you are the 19th Judicial District Judge who serves Montgomery and Robertson County. That's correct, Circuit Court Judge. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit what that means? Because there's so many different layers of judges. What does that mean to our citizens? Sure, so the 19th Judicial District is Montgomery and Robertson Counties. <laughs> and um, we, all of the judges rotate to both counties. And there are, uh, we have one chancellor and now five circuit court judges. Um, and I currently am presiding judge, um, which just means you're kind of the spokesperson with the state. So you're the spokesperson for this district? Correct, okay. and just a liaison with the state and the administrative office of the courts, uh, just for management purposes, so they don't have to deal with all six of us individually, can you imagine? <laughs> that would be six judges right. uh, to work with. But um, yeah, so we're set up. We have uh, two of us here, all criminal cases. Um, there are two judges, Judges uh, Crozier and Olita, here primarily all domestic relations, mm -hmm. um, divorces, child custody, relocations, which we have a lot of here with our military population. And then um, Judge Hicks here is all um, circuit, um, what we would call tort kind of cases where car wrecks, yeah. gotcha. those kinds of things. Okay. And then um, Judge Bill Goodman and I handle all the criminal, which are felonies that um, come upstairs from General Sessions Court, anything that's punishable by a year or more in prison, we hear. Uh, we have so many large cases that um, we can't always get to the misdemeanors that come up, so Judge Hicks actually hears, he does jury trials for misdemeanor cases on his backup civil docket as well. So that way we handle as well as we can the coverage uh, that's needed in this community. Is, is there uh, a certain type of case that you prefer, or do you, do you like one over the other presiding over it, or are they all just pretty tough? Yeah, I, could, I, mean, I probably shouldn't say uh, that I have a preference one way or the other. It's just, I look at it as... She likes the ones that are fair. Yeah, yeah no, I, fair. no, I get that. And that I way I have to that. all be fair and impartial mm -hmm. and make sure but we I'm have sure fair some and impartial are, are very Some of them are harder than others. I mean, the, yeah. on an, I mean you, it'd be hard to say that the uh, child sexual assault cases are difficult. I think the children will be the hear. hardest ones it's hard harder to pick a jury in those cases uh, just it's a hard thing for people to have to listen to but unfortunately there's a fair amount of it in every community it's yeah. not just here um, so but I mean we I have two weeks of um, jury trials set in, in Montgomery County every month and one week in Robertson County and um, you know we try a lot of homicide cases Judge Goodman and I both do um, lots of um, sexual assault cases just Anything that comes in front of us, we try and try to dispose of in as efficient manner as possible, making sure it is a, a fair process for yeah. everybody. So now you were appointed by Governor Haslam, correct? Because we had a shortage, we because of the population growth, as was Judge Alita. That's correct. So um, let's talk a little bit about the growth and the need for more judges and why. For years. Um, this district was underserved by judges. There's a thing called the weighted caseload study that's done by the state and the uh, clerks keep up with every filing. I was looking the other day, I think last year they just finished the fiscal year filings. We had like 8,000 new criminal oh, wow. filings. That's a lot. That's not people, that's counts in each uh -huh. case, yeah. but it's still a lot. And I wanna say as far as um, 
all other civil cases of like 5,000 mm -hmm. each year. And then well, they keep track of how many we dispose of as well. We kind of get graded on that. But the weighted caseload study takes into account the number of filings, the kinds of cases they are, because each has a, a an assignment of how much time it mm -hmm. normally takes across the state to handle that kind of case. Based on that, we have been down two to three judges for years. Wow. I'm not really sure how they managed before Judge Olita and I got appointed, but fortunately there was a legislative action and we thank our legislators. They're so for good yeah. Here need, yeah. for supporting the need. And uh, so I, I think the legislation passed in uh, early 2015 and then I applied for that position. I was appointed the end of October, so I'm closing in on my four-year mark, which is hard mm -hmm. to believe. And then um, had to run in March of the next year in a, a primary and then a general election in August. As Judge Alito will be running in 2020. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So then the, we are all up for election in 2022. They're eight-year terms, but when you're appointed in the middle of one, you, you finish out that term. You don't get like a new eight years. So, okay. And the legislation that appointed her, there were three judges appointed statewide in, in that piece of legislation. And they were, um, they gave them basically a year to be on the bench before they had to run, which is a yeah. better situation for them. Mm -hmm. So she'll run in 2020 and then she'll run in 2022 again oh. with the rest of us. Mm -hmm. So. Um, well, I, th I think I mentioned this, that I really enjoy having two female judges <laughs> yeah. that are my friend. It is. It's, yeah. it's nice. Uh, uh -huh. I think I've strong women. When uh, we we had never had a female circuit court judge, you were the first. I was the first. We had Chancellor Catalano. She was the first female general sessions yeah. judge, and then she was appointed uh, by Governor Sunquist to Chancery. Mm -hmm. And um, but she had retired, so we had no women on the bench. And um, that was one of the reasons I thought this seems like a good time a good to fit. apply. Uh -huh. So yeah. that process was really interesting. I think there were twelve of us that applied. Yeah. And it's actually an open public interview. Um, That's everybody. what Judge Alita yeah. told me. Mm -hmm. Everybody comes in and it's open. Anybody can say anything. And you anything. get to hear what each other is saying. Yeah. Right. That's right. And there's a wow. panel of up to 12 people, depending on how many of them mm -hmm. are there, that just start firing questions at you. And then they, they vote in public. Mm -hmm. At the end of the um, that, that commission, they um, finalize three names to send up to the governor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that's a really neat process, too. I mean, I told myself all the way through the process, even if I don't get the appointment, what an yeah. opportunity. Yeah. What a great process. Because sure. you yeah. sit down with the governor's legal counsel and talk mm -hmm. to them. And then just one-on-one, -on -one, Governor Haslam and I in his office just mm -hmm. chatting about yeah. The job in Montgomery County and Robertson County and elections and that kind of thing. So. Well, we know that Governor Haslam had great taste on that on that day. I agree with yeah. you. You I know agree. what's interesting is that I think he appointed more judges than any governor ever in history. Really? I mean, I think that's going to be one of his lasting marks that people don't realize don't now realize until it. more time has passed. And he was the first governor to start the process of personally interviewing every candidate. Interesting. None of the others yeah. did. And he spoke to, I guess it was uh, last summer, uh, to our conference, not this past summer, but the summer before, and said when he, got, you know, when he was appointed, he didn't, or elected, he didn't really realize what a big deal it was. And the mm -hmm. first appointment for judges that came up, he was like, what is this? And kind of looked into it and yeah. realized how important it was to right. have good judges on the bench so people can have a well-staffed judiciary yeah. mm -hmm. and can get, you know, fair process. Those are really so. big decisions for, for someone that can appoint a judge because right. a few years down the road, even 
20 years, you know, somebody may still be the judge and, right. and it, their name's like always going to be attached to it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you think, and this helps us lead into the next topic, do you think the reason that he <clears throat> had to appoint so many had something to do with the extreme population growth? There were some new positions created, okay. like our two, um, but a lot of it was just retirements okay. and, um, you know, different reasons people leave the bench. So mm -hmm. anytime there's a vacancy during the term, it has to go through that committee and then appointment by the governor. Yeah. So, so you're, you're in uh, Montgomery County, Robertson County. So that leads us to regionalism because you're, you're coming and going. Tell us a little bit about uh, being chairman of Leadership Middle Tennessee and you know how that affects Clarksville, Montgomery County. Yeah, it's awesome, uh, and I appreciate that y'all are both graduates. We, we had a break, and I noticed uh, Do I Katie's there? plaque yep. up there. Charlie is, and I went through together in 2012, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And I went through in 2010 with Mayor Durrett and Carol Clark, and we were talking earlier about how we all commuted and shared ideas, and not just. Um, it's just fun bonding with you the people in your friends. own county yeah. as well as the people in all the other counties. You do. Yeah. We went through with Karen Stanley, and I do think that's when Charlie and we knew each other, but that's when we really became friends. Right. And because there's a, and, and I think we talked about this a little bit earlier too, there's really a sense of pride in Montgomery County when you're going through that because we do kind of have our stuff together. We do, we do. So Leadership Middle Tennessee is a 10 county region. and. I always struggle naming them all. Oh, yeah. See, we'll do a quiz and see if I can do it. You can do it. Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Murray, Montgomery, Robertson, Rutherford, Sumner, Williamson, Wilson. Look at you. There you Try go. Try to do it alphabetically. She That's did, the best yeah, way. You did good. So you can see that's a pretty diverse region. And one of the cool things about Clarksville having a seat at that table is that we have never, Montgomery County's not part of that Nashville MSA. And people just have thought we're away because we're kind of mm -hmm. one county over and um, leadership mill Tennessee was an idea that came out of the Nashville Chamber partnership 2000 which is hard to even 20 think years 20 right. years ago and Jack Turner was involved Marvin Runyon was the first chair mm -hmm. and then after he passed away Jack Turner was the chair for years and, uh, and Jack now you encouraged my participation mm -hmm. in the class and uh, then uh, in the uh, leadership position, we said, "Jill, you have to do this," and I said, "Well, okay." So, how long is your term as chair? Just however long you it's want. It's two. It's a two-year term okay. now, and so I'm in my second year. Okay. I'll finish up our fiscal year. Uh, will end up June of 2020, and so we'll be celebrating uh, the 20-year anniversary of Leadership mm -hmm. Middle Tennessee. We've got a lot of grads, over 300. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, over 600 graduates now of Leadership Middle Tennessee, oh, which that's is amazing. That is amazing. In all the counties and. Uh, you know, you go through with people from every county, so you have all these great connections. I mean, there were mayors, legislators, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, yep. chamber chairs, EDC people, radio people. You know, you've got yeah. all these mm -hmm. great connections in every county now, and that makes it um, really, I think that's what people get so much out of it is just those connections. And I think I think one part of it that's really cool is, you know, you always feel like you're in competition with uh, your neighbors you know, with the different counties or different cities. And then you get in this leadership middle of Tennessee, some of these leadership classes, and you realize we're all fighting for the same thing. Right. Right. And that's, you know, strength in numbers. And, and how we can complement yeah. each other. Right. So it's, it's kind of fun to say, you know, you should go to Dixon because there's this cool restaurant downtown. Mm -hmm. and, and you're not taken away from your county, but you just want to show off the whole region. And it's kind of cool. I mean, the growth 
obviously Leadership Middle Tennessee can't take credit for all of it, but the growth in this region started around that same time. Yep. And I think it was just a change in the mindset of every little county's not out for themselves. Mm -hmm we're out to better the whole area because that's how we all improve. I mean, we have all benefited from the growth of Nashville. There's no doubt. Uh, there's right. no doubt about it. Uh, but I think Nashville's growth was uh, helped by the surrounding counties yeah. who would bring mm -hmm. things in as well. So it is truly a partnership, I think. And um, it is fun. We just finished Montgomery County Day last month and um, Charlie and I were talking about it. he was part of the planning team and always does an awesome job. So oh, thank, thank you. He loved that. that. I love it. It's, I love it is it. so fun, but it's just so great to bring in these people to Fort Campbell when they've never been exposed to it. And I think almost everybody in this year's class repelled. Yep. And they got to see just amazing. They got to do some live there. fire, got to yeah. shoot yeah. some guns and you know. I don't think a lot of them really realize how much a Fort Campbell how much a part of Montgomery County Fort Campbell is until they come yeah. here. Correct. I think that's true that we, you know, I would tell people, look, my kids are going to school with uh, kids whose parents are both deployed yeah. or, yeah. you know, or whose parents are like big deals in mm -hmm. the military. Yeah. You know, we, we live that and right. I think we appreciate it here, mm -hmm. uh, but it's really fun to bring other people in and share that with them. And yeah. see that patriotism. Yeah. that they leave with yep. too. Yeah, it is. When they, that we always have a dinner at F&M Bank the uh, night after they've been at Fort Campbell. And mm -hmm. that's my favorite thing is just mm -hmm. to see how excited everybody is. And um, some are emotional, some are just pumped up. Yeah. You know, they just, they have so much pride in, uh, in our military and appreciation, I think for what Montgomery County does, because one of the other great things is they see what an economic impact yeah. Fort Campbell has right. on our entire region. Yeah not just Montgomery County. So. i tell you what's fun at that dinner. So during the day at Fort Campbell, uh, the, the class members get to interact with, you know, high-ranking soldiers and, you know, everyday infantrymen, just, right. you know, guys getting it done, guys and gals getting it done. And then we invite some of them to the dinner. So they've had this mm -hmm. long day at Fort Campbell and then they get to eat dinner and yeah, have intimate one -on -one conversations. Yes. And it's just fun. To, to see, it, it gives you a sense of pride to see them smiling and talking about right. important issues. Well, there's a sense of pride in somebody else seeing what you enjoy about your yeah. community. Right, yeah. right. And then I love that they talk about it so much. I mean, we just got our reviews and they're gonna go back to their counties and talk about how great yeah. Fort Campbell is, how great Montgomery County is, because yeah. we spent the half day yeah. Uh, just showcasing all the great things we have to offer. In and Montgomery these are leaders County. in their counties talking about That's how great right. our yeah. county is. That is, yeah. So it is fine to, to show off. And we were the first class this year, the first session. And so yeah. that was really fun. They'll be in mm -hmm. Robertson County, which is like my second home uh, next month. And mm -hmm. they get to talk about the economic impact of agriculture, mm -hmm. um, which is still strong in Montgomery County, too. Um, I think I've told you this. I don't know if I've told you this, but I met her brother, John, in, in college, and uh, he talked me into taking an ag class. No, you didn't tell me that. He's an AGR. I'm a Sigma Chi, and we, you know, we kind of gathered at some evenings and had some fun. But uh, <laughs> for take of some agriculture products, they, yes. they 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 talked me into uh, taking like intro to ag business or yeah. something, and I and was in it was business. Really interesting. It was really interesting. I changed my major. So I have a degree in ag business. Do you really? You do? Yeah. I, I had that. no idea. <laughs> that is so cool. A little bit of information there. Interesting. Cool. One, that I have a degree. And yeah. two, what it's in. What it's in. But wow. yeah. You know, what's interesting is people just think about farming. Um, and that was a big part of my life yeah. growing up, as you know. But it's agribusiness. I mean, oh, you yeah. look at our wineries, our distilleries in Robertson County. Yes. The, um, 
Southern Growers, oh, yeah. the, the big greenhouses. All of that is agriculture, but it's ag business, and it has a huge economic impact. And there's so much technology behind it now. It it's just not getting on your tractor and going out and harvesting. Right. Oh, yeah. And just the, um, I mean, tobacco, they get exposed to yeah. the whole tobacco discussion and how mm -hmm. that's grown. And Well, thank you for coming in today to visit with us. Yeah, and thank you all. Thank you for... Like, cause I know you're so busy. I mean, you, you've got, you're, you're a mother, you're a wife, you're a judge, and then you're serving in the community. But, and I am thrilled that you're the person that's representing Montgomery County for us. Absolutely. I yeah. appreciate that. It's an honor to do it and an honor to be here today. Thank y'all for asking me. Well, we well thank you for you doing it. It's fun. Clarksville's conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app. So you don't miss a single conversation.